All right, welcome to episode 56 of the Hot Grits Podcast. I'm Travis Janon, and with me, as always, is Spencer Maddox. We got a good one for you guys today. It's our one-year birthday, so we'll celebrate that to start. More Rush Probes news and some slimy, slimy college football allegations coming out of South Georgia. A, a perfect game thrown by a Savannah pitcher, a Savannah high school pitcher. We'll talk about that and more. Stay tuned. Hot Grits Podcast for a 56th time. My name is Van Johnson. I'm 67, made up the city of Savannah. I'm pro go Let's go. That's all we need. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me, flip like me, drop them hot grits like me, it's like me, just like me. Nah. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me, flip like me, drop them hot grits like me, it's like me, just like right, me. Nah. It is our one year birthday. The one year birthday for the Hot Grits Podcast. March 6, 2020, was our first episode ever. First release, so now we're recording this one on March 8th, so we're actually a year and two days old. Yeah. Any big plans for year two as far as uh, maturation? No, I mean, uh, just getting better at the craft, you know what I mean? Really putting in the work. <laughs> Dude, we were so naive and young and, uh, what's the word? Clear-eyed, clear-hearted. Well, we were, yeah, we were newborns. Yeah, we're jaded now, man. One year in, yeah, one we- year in, and... Um, and I don't know that we've advanced much or like that we've matured much as far as uh, human beings go, but no. as a podcast, yeah. like I feel like no more lowbrow stuff. No. We're becoming mature. We're becoming uh, adults as a podcast. So what do we consider lowbrow? Like, do I curse less? Is that the... Yeah, you curse less. Okay. Um, what else? We don't laugh at the number 69 anymore. It's yeah. not funny. It's not funny. Nice. Grow up. Nice. Um, other stuff like that. Yeah. We, like, we're not going to call a guy whose name is Mike fulton We're not going to call him Mark fulton yeah. all season just because we hate him. We're not going to do that. We're I not going to call it Clay. I don't know. I don't know. I think our listeners kind of like that stuff, dude. Okay, yeah. so it is still Clay Hamels and not Cole Hamels? Yeah. Okay. Dude, see, I don't think you want to get too, too far away from what got you here. But right. also, you want to you want to grow. You know, you want to, like, plant the seeds for some new sprouts. You want to dance with the one that brought you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. All right, Coach's Corner uh, in Savannah is who sponsors us. They are our presenting sponsor. You they guys know them and love them. Yes. Uh, happy late birthday to John Henderson. Happy birthday, birthday, Johnny. His birthday, March 7th, I believe. Uh, very similar to our birthday. A lot of similarities mm-hmm. there. Two mm-hmm. big-time products, John Henderson and the Hot Grits Podcast. Uh, Coach's Corner, you can call them at 912-352-2933 or visit them at 3016 East Victory Drive. Uh, check out the Coach and the AD show on Wednesdays. And Saturdays, and then Rubbin' and Grubbin' the NASCAR show um, is also on Wednesday nights on the YouTube channel and Facebook, Coach's Corner Facebook. So, dude, did you watch that absolute trash can of an all-star game last night? I had to cut it off. It was bad, dude. I had to cut it off. It um, was bad. And I knew I knew it was going to be like that, but there was even less defense than normal years. Like, it wasn't even close in the fourth. At least last year, we had Kyle Lowry, like, getting some offensive foul calls. We had, right. like... Joel Embiid backing people down in the post. They could, you could tell that they really wanted to win that thing last year towards the end. This year, mm, not so much. It was a 20 point lead going into the Elam ending, so it wasn't even like exciting there. Yeah. The Elam ending, now, we, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. I thought, A, they did a terrible job of making it clear what the rules were. Yeah. People that have watched the big three, that tournament, or the, uh, the TBT, I'm sorry, the TBT tournament know the Elam ending, but. Yeah. It, it needs to be very clear. It needs to there needs to be graphics being flashed on the screen every two or three minutes, explaining to you what's 
going on, I feel like, at least. Yeah. Like, it doesn't take long to do that. I don't know. It, it just... Uh, so many people I know that were watching the game had no clue what was going on. Yeah. I'm not sure about all that. I mean, I'm sure they could always do a better job of that. But the, uh, the, the main thing was, like, it shows its flaws. Like, if it's not close... It's, yeah, that's a drawback. It's brutal. That's yeah. a drawback. <laughs> it's brutal. So you're just kind of sitting around waiting on it to, and I guess it kind of like hurries up a game, but I mean, at least you know when the game's going to be over the other way. You know what I mean? Like it could just draw on forever. The highlight of the game for me was Steph and Dame hitting those, well, I mean, just like 60 footers. It was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And then like they were just egging each other on back yeah. and forth. That that kind of stuff is fun. Steph, yeah. Steph winning the three-point contest, that was that was pretty. I mean, I, I didn't watch that live, but that I watched, got my that got my blood flowing a little. I bit. I rewatched the final with Mike Conley, and that that was pretty cool. I like yeah. that. But even the even the three point contest, we still like we can't simplify that enough. Like some balls are worth two points, some balls are yeah, worth. It's just yeah, like, yeah. come they've on, what that. are we doing? They've they've done that the past few years. Like the last rack is worth right. what is it two points? And of course, Steph won. I mean, everyone knew that that was the easy pick. Yeah, but Mike, I do. I, I like the dunk contest at halftime. I did too. I, I, I don't. It's, I don't like the dunk contest. There's a bunch of flaws with that, obviously, yeah. and we'll talk about that in a second. But the timing of it. Yeah, I liked I it. I like that. I thought that was cool. Sped it up a little bit. There's only three people. They they always like draw it out for so long. Oh, it's, yeah. like, it makes it like unwatchable and like I don't know. It's awkward at points. It. You know what the dunk like a big problem with the dunk contest is they they think it's like so easy to be a judge of something. You know what I mean? You can just pull any random guy off the street. Because he's from Atlanta, yeah, and have him be a judge. Then you're just shitting on judges. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> some of not, us have been working our way up in the craft yeah, for so it's, long. It's not easy to be a critic of something, dude. Like it takes it takes a little bit of uh, tact. It takes a little bit of like you know knowing your stuff. You can't just yeah. throw a number up there. So I mean that that's part of the problem. Also, it's I mean there's only so many dunks you can do. You know. So did you watch? I did. I didn't watch the dunk contest. I watched. I watched the highlights of it later. I was no. I wasn't about to watch that thing live. It was, Anthony Simons, a household name. Yeah, is the winner, right? Yeah. Was he from Portland? Solid, solid role player. Um, he can jump though, dude. I it, I I thought he should have won. Like honestly, when I watched it back, uh, but I think they got the first round wrong. I thought Obi Toppin's score was a little low. I thought that dunk was cool as shit. All the first round dunks were cool. Were there Honestly. any were there any storylines coming out of the actual judges Spud Webb Dominique Wilkins any, anything funny uh, or notable? Was it? Josh Smith was a, a, a Josh Smith yeah, yeah, yeah former yeah. Atlanta Hawk great I think he gave Obi Toppin too low of a score on that first dunk I was saying that earlier but yeah but see that's what I mean like you, you can't if you're a judge one judge can't write the scoring yeah. system because it like, shouldn't have been Josh Bishop. Smith it should have been Dwight Howard duh he's a current player you still. Duh. Why? A, Why you say that? He's a past champion. He's from Atlanta. From the A. He played in Atlanta. Like Josh Smith is a he's a good player. Yeah. Not a Hall of Famer. He's nobody. He's just there's a dozen Josh Smiths every year. He just yeah. happened to get a lot of run because he was from Atlanta. I mean, he's he's a good player. He had I, no business getting up 15 shots for like six years though. I think I think the fact that they had the All Star game at the All Star weekend is. You know, I guess a credit to the league. I thought it was funny leading up to the All Star game. They were people were complaining about parties and gatherings in Atlanta, as if the NBA thought their All Star weekend was going to make Atlanta yeah. stop being Atlanta. It's the most open state in the United States, right? Other than Texas, and Atlanta now. as a city doesn't give a shit. Yeah, about the the NBA, the Super Bowl, that none of that stuff is going to impact what they do and don't do. Period. 
yeah. they have a say in it. So there when was, the NBA says, please don't have public gatherings this weekend just because we're in town, uh-uh. There were so, so many funny stories coming out, too. Some girl uh, got caught on video where she rented a U-Haul truck and just stayed okay. in it. It was like an Atlanta thought. She rented a U-Haul truck instead of getting a hotel room because it's like 20 bucks. Right. For like three days. You know what I mean? What, and she just and crashed they, in the back? Yeah. And they, somebody got her own video coming out. And she's already in her full thought gear. Like she's <laughs> like basically in underwear and she's like closing the U-Haul truck door. What? Just there trying was, to nab a, n- nab an all-star? Yeah. She's just trying to yeah get a player for the night. You know she, what I mean? She's like, uh, you know, I'm in the middle of a move here. I'm kind of sort of subletting a place. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your place? It's actually parked right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's, where my, that's where I live. There was, there was another one where a girl came from New York and she... uh said her unemployment didn't go through, so she didn't have a way to get back home. Oh. And she she started a GoFundMe, okay. a $1,300 goal, and she hit it. Did she hit it? Yeah. Let's go. I love like, it. How much money do you need to get back to get a fucking $50 Spirit Airlines ticket and go home? I love Atlanta. $1,300. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so good. Um, all right, after the game, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the NBA here before yeah. we move on. After the game, our guy, LeBron, uh, Back at it again. Asked by Dan Wykey of... It's important to note, LeBron played 13 minutes in this All-Star game, too. Oh, uh, did he? Mailed it in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, on that to that end, he was asked after the game by Dan Wykey of the LA Times. Um, asked if there's enough time off before the rechar- to recharge before the second half. Here's a quote from the King. Quote, I'll take any time, Dan. I'll take full advantage of the time that we have. Is it enough time? No. It's never enough time. But we're not on the side of time. I'm not on the side of time. End quote. So time, time is beating LeBron James, and time is better than LeBron James. Yeah. I mean, that's we, what I take we, from that. we all knew that. I that's mean, what I take from that. It doesn't seem like it, though. I mean, 37 years old, he's still putting up buckets. I'm is not it, on the side of time, says, mean, the vo- says the voice. That's, you know, that's the guy that, like, tries to be too smart in high school or something you know what i mean he like he identifies as a smart person and it just is unsufferable that, that. dude that's it's always like that with lebron it's un, it's un, insufferable insufferable right yeah 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 unsufferable damn you can't be you can't be clowning somebody's knowledge i know i came back and i fixed it i fixed it hand up hand okay. up <laughs> right, hand yeah. up just throw it up way, yeah. way high up there uh blake griffin signed with the nets that further he made, did like what do we think about that that makes them still the Eastern, they were the Eastern Conference favorites before that. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear to anybody that's been watching, like ever, like all the games. You know what I mean? The Nets are the clear favorite at this point. Uh, if they're not in betting markets, it's because L.A. is L.A. and uh, that's they're always going to attract a lot of bets. You don't want to get too many odds on them. But the Nets are the clear favorite. I think they won like a billion in a row. I think they lost the last one going in, but everyone's out. Right. You know, um, as a backup center. I like that move, Blake Griffin. I mean, he's not the same player. No, but even for from sure, like a, that could make him better. Yeah, I think so too. He stretches the floor. He can play some D. He's I, a good back. Like he's a good player. Like yeah, there, there aren't that like he is a good player in the league, and he make he's going to a great team. Yeah, they're going to be better. It's, and it also allows them to start. Like you can rest guys like now in and yeah. out. You can like. Sit, sit a guy on a back-to-back because Blake Griffin's going to give you 22 it's, minutes. It's this like. weird Frankenstein team now, though, dude. they got DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin from the Clippers. Yeah. Uh, they've got Kyrie. They've got Durant. But they also it's, have, it's like, all over the place. They have enough guys, like, at the risk of sounding cliche, there's enough guys like Joe Harris. There's enough guys like Jeff Green. Yeah. 
who are, are sort of the, the lunch pail kind of guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's enough dudes like that on the team to balance it, I feel like. And Steve Nash, you know, for, for what he's dealt with in his first year and his first half, he has done the unthinkable and stayed completely out of the headlines. Yeah, Steve Nash has not been in any headlines, and that is a good thing. I think Blake Griffin makes this team at least a little more likable, too. I think that's huge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's not a really a, like a likable star on that roster. DeAndre Jordan, not a lot of people like DeAndre Jordan. Most dudes I mean? on that roster are cool with not being liked, too. Yeah. Like, it's even like that kind of thing. You know I don't mind I mean? that from Durant. Uh, Harden is like... That's I mean, Durant's stick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been the villain ever since he went to, like, Golden State. Stop yeah. giving a shit. Uh, Harden sucks. I mean, do you like Harden at all? Is it, like, I like, I don't mind Jimmy Harden. I mean, On, it's, on it's, the court? Like, his style of play is, like, it's, uh, it's tough to watch. But, yeah. I mean, like, I don't – he produces. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? He produces, and he's there. Like, like give me give me Jimmy Harden over Kyrie any day of the week because, like, I can count on Jimmy Harden. Yeah. I really feel like that way. I kind of— I kind of the last two weeks in Houston. Before that, he was as dependable as it gets. Yeah, for sure. I kind of have to like James Harden because I'm such a Trey Young fan, and Trey Young clearly has taken yeah. a lot from Jimmy Harden. Like, the foul stuff. But, I mean— That's true. I don't know. That's that's on the NBA to fix those rules. Uh, so, uh, Nets are winning the NBA championship, though. I'm, I'm, I'd put them at, like, two-to-one favorites at this point. Is there any single move that a team in the Eastern Con- that any team in the Eastern Conference can make? Any one move to bring them close to the Nets? Oh, it would have to be Beal. Who's one move away? Uh Beal to the Bucks, something like that, and they would have to keep their roster mostly intact. It's not possible. No. Not like a not like a possible move, but if you could add one player to the Bucks and they would be close, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they'd have to have a superstar guard. That would be it. You think so? Yeah. It's not close though. I mean, the, they're so much better than the Bucks. They're so much better than the Seventy Sixers. Are not real in it's my a, mind. There's no way. Yeah, well, the Seventy Sixers I think are closer. But like as a Celtics fan, I, I, I've sort of in the last two weeks I've gone back to being like, well, we should mail it in. I mean, yeah. we really should mail it in this year and like hope for next year. Celtics I mean, need sucks. Celtics need a lottery level pick to take them over the top. They need like another star. Or they're gonna right. have to part with a lottery level pick yeah. for a star. Yeah, for yeah. An already. I don't think start. they. I don't think they have enough bullets in the chamber, man. There's too many other. It sucks. They've wait. They they missed. The, I think they missed the window. They yeah. really did. Well, they had all those picks years ago, and they yeah. gave them up for Kyrie. They gave like they've just missed so many times and on deals that probably should have worked out, which sucks. Yeah, they haven't. Like, look, we talked about it at length before. The Jeff Teague thing has not worked out. Nope. They should have known that from Atlanta last year. The Tristan Thompson thing really, I like Tristan Thompson, but that really has not worked out. No. They haven't been healthy. It's been a bunch of things at one time. What do you think of Giannis winning the MVP of the All-Star game going a perfect, what was it, 16 of 16? Yeah, I mean, from the field? Stupid. A classic Milwaukee Buck Cream City move to go perfect perfect in a meaningless game. What do you call him again? Cream City. Oh, the Greek geek? The Greek geek. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, dude. Guy's a loser. Yeah, I mean, he's a I mean, factually, they, they he won, hasn't won they anything won yet. Jack, dude, and they and they're all that like. That's why I always have a problem with elevating people to the status of LeBron or Curry before they've won even a conference championship. Like, yeah, you know, let him get there first. They did the same thing with Luca. It's like, bro, he hasn't won anything. He hasn't right. done anything, and we're already calling him like one of the best players in the world. Get out of here, bro. The way you ascend in the league, like the, I think a perfect example is is Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, that's that's the that's the. That's the blueprint. Yeah. And okay. he's like, he's still he, not considered a top three player in Malik. He sh- 
absolutely is. But his street cred was like officially, I mean, there were still doubters. And it yeah. was officially validated when he led a team to a title. That's it. I mean, that's what it takes. You have, to, you have to do that. Would Would you, starting an NBA franchise today. Like Damian Lillard. Would you like rather he's not have. not there yet. Yeah. He's not. He's not where, because you have to do it once. Yeah. You have to do it once. Dude, speaking of Damian Lillard, watching him with Steph, it's such a shame that Damian, like, I love the, the fact that Damian Lillard is such a loyal player. Yeah. Like, and he's never going to leave. But it's such a shame that he's never going to play with Steph Curry because they were, like, born to play basketball together. Those like, guys just, were just going back and forth. It's so and forth. awesome. Can you imagine them on the floor together? Like, no. My God, man. No. It would be awesome. Uh, Braves off to a good start in spring training. Chuck Morton looked good. He looked real good, man. Topping out at 97 of the gun. Kristen Pache looks see. really good, I think. He does. Uh, that, that's one of my biggest takeaways. Um, I don't think it's a given – the and I, let's not talk too much about the Braves bench, but I don't think Johan Camargo is a given to make this roster anymore. I don't either. I, I really don't think that anymore. Like Jason Kipnis, playing pretty well. Like yeah. he offers a bunch, like a few different positions. They need, and he's just more upside in general. Like he's done it before. Right, right, right. And I think I think what people are missing is that the on the Braves bench, somebody's going to have to be able to play backup shortstop. Yeah, they're not convinced that Johan Camargo can do that. I mean, they've tried it in the past and it has not worked. I mean, he has not been good. I'm not a defensive guy, but you got to be serviceable. Yeah. He's not that at shortstop. They don't have a backup shortstop, to be honest, right now. I mean, yeah. they, they have a few guys. Abraham Almonte is all right. I mean, he's had a cup of coffee in the big leagues before, but that's <laughs> that's about it. Um, so I, I think that's the key to watch. And again, can Kipner play backup shortstop? Kipnis? No. 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 Kipnis, Sec- excuse me. I would, I mean, second base, third base. Yeah. Would be Kipnis. I, um, I think. For the Braves, like the, the two things that we said before, dude, where it was the bench and the catcher. I still love Wilson Contreras. See, we, having a backup shortstop is something that you can typically fix midseason, though. Like you can, that's not yeah. like a huge storyline. Like they brought in Hetcheverry. I'll, I'll never be able to say that name. Never. Well, well, when you're coming out of spring training, though, the thing is like, who's gonna make the club? Yeah, out of spring training, and like, I don't know that. Right now, that there's a firm guy on the bench that's a guarantee. Yeah, that's a guarantee. I mean, it's going to be between Jackson and Contreras, a backup catcher. Um, then you have the plethora of guys. Uh, I'll say I mean, that. I'll say this: the Arte is floating around. I think you know his days are numbered. I'll say this for the Braves: I think spring training has done a good thing for their stock. Like I think they're on the up. You know what I mean? In terms yeah. of like, if you were to power rank the league, I think they would have moved up two or three spots. Because yeah, of spring, you know, as much as they could because of spring training, they looked good. Like all the questions we've had coming in, we even got Mike's Mike Soroka news, dude. Yeah, the Soroka thing is interesting. We talked about it a bunch of times. Like he's the words and and the news coming out of his simulated games and appearances have been good. Yeah, and positive. I still think they're they're going to be ultra cautious. I don't think he will be in the rotation the first time through. At least. Probably maybe, not. Maybe even more than that. But they, they're saying he's going to come back earlier than projected, which is all you can ask. Like, We'll see. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. I really don't think they – I really think that, that he won't be back till at least May. May? No, they're saying they're saying like early April is what people are saying. Who knows? I, I wish they would be cautious. I want them to be cautious. They, he, I mean, yeah, and you don't need him for the beginning part of the season. Like hopefully you can – that's why you got so many dudes in that rotation now is hopefully you can make it through a month or two before you need your ace back. They need him for the playoffs. That's when they right. need him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And and you're depending on guys like Drew Smiley. Um, and, you know, I, I think, okay, so at the top is Freed. Yeah. 
Anderson, Anderson, Chuck Morton, Drew Smiley, and then I think you would have to say Kyle Wright. I guess yeah would be the would be the leader for the fifth spot, but even that's not a guarantee. So we'll see what them. Did you see the news that every MLB stadium will have fans in it to start the season? It's awesome, limited fans, um, except for the Blue Jays uh, to start the year. Remember this time last year, Blue Jays still oh, looking for a ballpark. Canada. <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, so the the Blue Jays will be playing in. That's uh, one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. <laughs> the Canada episode. Yeah, that was a good one. That was good. Check out the best of first forty. Yeah. Um. So so the Blue Jays are the only team that's not going to have fans. Do you think that um, like the, does that matter at all for the Braves? I think the Braves like have a distinct home field advantage, like with fans. I mean, they, there's yeah. there's a vibe and yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or, it's on Trust Park. <laughs> Dude, this came out. Apparently, the Braves, the Braves fans drink the second most beers out of all 30 clubs. Oh, let me all guess 30 the first. Do you get yeah. the first? No, uh, Don't yes. tell me. Mm, I mean, well, Yankees. No, you know? it's not the Yankees. I'm pretty sure it was the White Sox. Oh, yeah, that that is a dirty crew. Yeah. <laughs> Southside Chicago. A lot of bush lights. A lot of bush lights. Yeah, they they drink the second most. So it's a uh, I think it was like four beers per game. The average fan, which is awesome. That's what the Braves average. Yeah, it's like close to it. God, dude, we'll have, we'll have to attach that graphic. It's awesome. Dude. When we went to the when we went to the uh, first Nationals game two years ago at SunTrust Park, it was the second year of SunTrust Park. I think uh, <laughs> you contributed to that average. Yeah, like you you pushed it over the edge. Yeah, you went, yeah, you yeah, went yeah. over four, so you covered for one yeah, fan that yeah, wasn't yeah, drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got in. I got in about twelve. You always got to sit in the uh, the right field. What's it called again? The Coors Light was it yeah. Chop House? Chop House. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's the shit. That poor server. That was waiting for <laughs> Maybe we were just hoping for a home run ball, but then at some point we couldn't even tell which balls were fair and foul. I've been back there a few times by myself. <laughs> that's not at all, not at all surprising. <laughs> um, Let's get up? the golf, dude. You want to get your to boy? Golf? Your boy. Bryson DeChambeau, no, 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 no. Your boy Bryson DeChambeau, crushing golf balls. Yeah, crushing so, golf balls. You're a, so you're a Jordan Spieth guy now, though, right? I am a Jordan Spieth guy. I'll tell yeah. you why. Bryson DeChambeau won at, at Bay Hill, and we'll talk about that. Uh, but Jordan Spieth was in contention again. It was his fourth straight top fifteen finish. Bay Hill, of course, famous for having one of the Hot Grits podcast. Members Co- player. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. took how many pictures? I graced it. I took no pictures. No pictures. Yeah. That makes sense again. Yeah. yeah content. You're a content guy. Yeah. Uh, but I did go there, you know, so. What'd you shoot? <laughs> I think I shot like a 98. 98? It was, not, it was not good. Not bad. I was all over the place, dude. From the tipskies? From the tips, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. You played from the tourneys? They, they made me. Oh, from well, I guess the tournament's not the tip, but it's no, close. No, no, no. And they made me because uh, the guy I was playing with, I mean, he's a much better golfer, but I hit the ball like 100 yards further. What'd so you hit, like, what club did you hit on 17? The par three over the water? I don't remember. I think four and iron or something oh like that. Oh, my gosh. That thing is a brute. Yeah, it's a, it was a beast. It's a monster. <laughs> it was not good. I'm pretty sure I carded a six on that. You know, you know that I had always hated Jordan Spieth. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. He was too perfect. He was too clean. There was nothing to hate about him. Yeah, right. He was all American dude. Said the right things from Texas. Looked, yeah, looked to the part. Uh, uh, like said, like did the right things on the course. Yeah, won on the course, and then was a perfect brand off the course. Yeah, even had a, um, I think a younger. 
he has a sister with Down syndrome that they did a special on. He was like extremely helpful with her. That was like his so best, a lot of things that friend. would a lot of things that would make you hate him specifically, yeah. right? Which because everyone else loved him, he yeah. had no dirt. Yeah, you know nothing that he came back from. Now he's been terrible. Yeah, he's been awful. You know, like he was he dropped so far in the world standings, and he has been irrelevant since 2017. The last tournament he won was a major, the British Open in 2017, and. Now I'm starting to be like, I like Jordan Speed. I was rooting for him yesterday and I didn't even realize it. Yeah. That I was rooting for him because I'm always rooting for an American and I'm always rooting against DeChambeau. Yeah. So I was left with Lee Westwood, not an American, Corey Connors, Canadian, which is also not an American. Yep. Uh, and Jordan Speed. Jordan Speed. Well, it's because he's been in the top five like for the past, like, what, four tournaments now? Yeah, he's coming back, dude. Like, and I but, think it's good for the game to have another guy like that, like, back on the rise. In terms of, Talent. Whenever I watch Jordan Spieth play, it seems to me that he is, if he's not the best golfer in the world, he's number two. You know what I mean? He's a clear flashes. He's a clear mental head case, though. Oh, my God. It's brutal. Sometimes it's tough to watch. Yeah. I mean, he's so clearly in terms of like talent and skill at the. I would say he's the best golfer in the world in terms of talent and skill. Just the way he always puts it together and showing with four top five finishes back to back to back to back like that. I think that exemplifies that, but it's always been he's not going to hang on at the at the end. Like how many times yeah. is it going to? And I that's why I root for Jordan Spieth. I want to see him get over the hump, man. But I don't. He doesn't have the mental game to like put it together forever to be like that top number one guy for a long time. Not like just like he's he's well, the boy, he's trending towards Augusta though. Yeah, I mean, like he's the anti Brooks Kapka. He's the anti Dustin Johnson. You know what I yeah. mean? Like those guys, and I think he's a better golfer than both those guys. But he, see, I don't. You don't? No, I don't. I mean, I, I'd put like a bunch of guys over Jordan Spieth. I mean, now I would, but three years ago I wouldn't. In terms of the golf swing, like the physical mechanics. Yeah, I, mean, of I, it. I think Justin Thomas is one of the best. I, that's the guy that I always. Justin think Thomas is, like, is is can notable. win at any any moment yeah. in time. Um, of course, like I think obviously DJ. Yeah, could win it at any course at any time. Um, I think Justin Justin Thomas would be the guy that I would say. Like I would take Spieth over Rory. Yeah, well, Rory's, Rory's been, way down there right like now. Rory had shot a seventy six on a Sunday when he was only four back. Yeah, that's like you don't you just don't. But Spieth is capable of that too. I mean, yeah, oh, well, obviously. Uh, did you, so? Did you watch the end of the the, the tournament? Um, no, I did not. I watched the highlights. Th- there's. It's cool to see Bryson as much DJ as we hate him. down the stretch got a few breaks. Yeah, to be honest, like he got a few breaks. There were times. There was one time where he was um, allowed to drop, where he was sort of on the fringe, right next to the green, mm-hmm. and then his club length leads him basically to the edge of the green, almost onto the green. Yeah. So he, he goes from borderline chip putt to a guaranteed putt. Yeah. Two putts um, and moves on. I think that was like on fourteen or fifteen. Yep. Like that kind of they stuff. Were also, he was only up one going into eighteen. Which was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's that 18th hole? But he, I mean, he hit shot after shot that he needed to hit. More credit to him. At the Players Championship this weekend uh, down in Florida is going to be electric. Brooks Kepka pulled out. Um, that to me is it. Have you, you've been there, right? Yeah. You've, you've been to the Players? Yeah. yeah. That's a fun, that's a fun tournament. It's so to much be at, fun. I guess, right? It's so much fun, man. Another, I, a, another trip that you barely remember? <laughs> no, 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 I remember that one just fine. The only reason I wouldn't remember that is because I like got like three hours of sleep the night before because I worked. Fair. And then like rolled through it. Yeah, that, that affects my memory more than out, like, beer ever would, honestly. What does that so, 17th hole look like in person? Um, It was electric. That, that island hole? Yeah, it was electric. Like the, the atmosphere there is awesome. Uh, I would definitely suggest making that trip if you haven't before. 
I don't know how many fans they're gonna have down there. They're gonna have a limited number of fans. Um, it, it'll be a fun watch this weekend. But what sucks is that we're gonna have to pre- just prepare yourself for the one year ago this week stories, either audio stories or video or written stories. Everyone's gonna be remembering how the Players Championship was canceled halfway yep. through last year, and so we're gonna have to have all those flashbacks. Yep. Um, I imagine Tom Rinaldi will be somewhere for Fox, like doing a, a touching story and telling us about how the world changed in these 48 hours when the NBA canceled. The players was like one of the last things left standing. And I think if I remember correctly, Hideki Matsuyama had like a nine stroke lead after two rounds. Oh, and God. they just banged the whole thing. <laughs> they just banged the whole thing. Like they'll never be remembered. I think he shot like a 61. They were, they were already down there, man. Come on. We can't go for two more days. <laughs> like looking back, that was so dumb. That would, Never have Rudy Gobert's fault. Yeah. It's Rudy Gobert's yeah. fault. It's oh my god, Rudy the NBA. Fault. We should have looked this thing in the eye, man. Honestly. <laughs> all right, let's take a break. And on the second half, we will update you guys on more South Georgia high school football coaching chaos, including Rush Probst, uh, alleging that Georgia pays players. Um, Alabama mentioned Nick Saban mentioned Kirby Smart mentioned. Um, and it is about as slimy and shady as it could get, you would think, but we said that last week. Yep. We said that last week, and then this YouTube video leaks out. And then this bomb dropped. Yeah, this is an absolute bomb, so you'll want to hear that. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, if we have time, some bar stories, uh, daylight savings time coming up. I'm going to ask Spencer for some hardcore takes on daylight savings time, and a local Savannah High School pitcher throws a perfect game. We'll see you guys on the second half. Call Bewley Oaks Home Improvement in Savannah today and tell them the Hot Grids podcast sent you. If you need anything done at your house, interior, exterior, the roof, the floor, uh, the walls even, Spencer, maybe even the garage, bathrooms, anything, uh, plumbing, electricity, you need some jokes, maybe a song and dance, Tony and Bewley Oaks Home Improvement can do it for you. Call and ask for Tony today, 912 667 5235. That's 912-667-5235. right, welcome to the second half of episode 56, Hot Grits Podcast. Uh, We are going to start with some Rush Probst news. Spencer, last week on episode 55, we discussed, or I told you the story of Rush Probst, the head coach of Valdosta High School, former Hoover High School head coach of Two-A-Days fame, the MTV show. Uh, Some more crazy crazy content coming from south georgia uh, a youtube video that leaked online yesterday sunday uh from youtube account smoking gun uh, and it has 14 minutes basically of rush probst explaining to nub nelson the head of the valdosta touchdown club explaining to him what is uh needed in order to run a successful program the kind of money that's yeah, needed how crazy you, to hear how you go about getting that money um and so we're going to play a clip of that for you guys in just a second. Uh, I think, Spencer, first, before we get to it, I, I just want to say that, A, the audio is a little shady because it's yeah. a recording from a phone, I think, is what it sounds like, a, like a pocket phone yeah. from a conversation in an office. Um, secondly, all of this is alleged. Yeah. There's no video. We don't. We can't see Rush Probes talking. We don't know for a fact but it's Rush that it's him. Sounds exactly like him. Yep. Sounds exactly like no, 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 the way that... And he knows so much thing, Like, he knows things that only Rush Probst can do. Right. right? But, I mean, I feel like it does, you know, 
you have to you have to it say that a, at least. it is alleged like yeah. it's not 100 percent true. and it's like almost uncomfortable to listen to like it's it's grimy dude. it's weird yeah yeah it's weird and so um i guess without further ado should we just let them yeah l- play this three minute clip let me yeah. preface this by saying um the clip starts with rush probes explaining to you'll hear rush probes voice first he's talking to nub nelson the head of the valdosta touchdown club he starts by explaining how he got money in hoover alabama um and it's basically drug money yeah how cops would raid drug houses which had cash then deliver the cash directly to probes that's how he got cash then he goes on to explain how kirby smart in georgia get their cash and how nick saban and Alabama get their cash. Um, it is about three minutes long. You're going to want to listen to this. It's electric stuff. So Rush I'm- Propes talking to Nub Nelson, uh, courtesy of Smoking Gun YouTube video. Let's hear it. In Hoover, you know where I got my damn cash money in Hoover? From the city police of drug raids on the damn I-20, they would down get drug raids and they would give me cash money from time to time from drug raids. I shit you not. I put, they probably gave me $30,000 of drug money. That is something. Is that not unbelievable? Well, we might be able to get Ashley to do that. So Amos handles all the mobile money. 
Coach Bryant had that set up in the 60s, 70s. So Mobile, where all the dirty money comes, or over around Aliceville up to the west side of the state, up around Florence, down in that in that Joe Wheeler State Park money. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, that's how Alabama handles every bit of their damn So we got to find some funny money. Funny money. If we're going to do it right, we got to have some. And we had funny money over there. And how much funny money do you think we need? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, hell, it could be 10000 first year, maybe 15000 I don't know who's coming and what they need and all that shit. <laughs> Okay, Spencer, we'll cut it right there. Um, obviously, like some pretty crazy allegations there from Rush Probst. Nuts, dude. Um, where do you want to start? I, I, I'd like to start where he started, yeah. explaining how he got money in Hoover, Alabama from cops that loved the football program, that loved the Hoover High School Buccaneers. Yeah. Um, even the mayor, he alleges, was aware Yeah. that they would raid drug houses or... or Make drug busts or arrest people for drugs. Just a huge Some sort of drug, uh, you know, crime, because that was one of the industries that dealt. Collect the money with as cash. evidence. Collect the money as evidence, and then immediately turn around and give it to pros. Right, and that funny money he's talking about yeah. is cash. Learn yeah. how to deal with cash if you want to win. That's what the big boys do. Yeah, that's what he says, and and that's how Kirby Smart and Nick Saban are brought into this thing. This is how the big boys do it. Yeah. This is how Kirby Smart did it. Just about as crooked as it gets, man. The like, stuff about Nick Chubb. Yeah. $360,000 payment. Now, look, he's alleging this stuff. That is a pretty specific allegation to make. It's tough to make that up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like, we can't. You can you hand, can exaggerate and right. you can, like, you can maybe inflate the numbers, but there's no way that you can just make that story up. He was given. X amount of dollars to stay. I know this. I right. know this name. You know what I mean? Like, it. it He's naming guys yeah, in South Georgia, like in order of their wealth. Yeah, and it doesn't imply a pipeline necessarily that he's he's done this in Hoover. He knows other people that do this in Georgia, but it does suggest that there's like a ring of these people that are in the know that this is how this goes down, and we don't talk about it ever. You know what I mean? Right. It, it implies that he knows. That, that other guys talk about this in some form of fashion to each other. You and the whole I mean? manner of the conversation is yeah. what is him, is Rush Probst teaching. Yeah. Tutoring, convincing, I think it sounds like, trying to convince Nub Nelson, who this guy's name needed to be. Nub. Nub Which Nelson. is awesome. You can't be the head of the Valdosta Touchdown Club without being yeah. Nub Nelson. Like, yeah. that's perfect. Uh so he's trying to basically convince him this is how it's got to go. Yeah. Uh, go look at the video. Go listen to the video. We'll tweet it at, at Podcast Grits. If you want to listen to this thing, there is a bunch of other stuff, but we'll, we'll yeah. stick right here. The Nick Chubb thing. It was about 15 minutes long, the original video, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. And the Nick Chubb thing, is, and there, again, there's no video. Yeah, it's just a blank screen. It's a pocket phone. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a phone in a pocket, essentially. Uh, the... The college stuff, like, oh, okay, so colleges are paying players. Like, I get that. Like, that we kind of already knew that. Yeah, right? we're desensitized to it at this point. Right. But, but so here is the problem is that Rush Probst is not a college football head coach. Yeah. He's the head coach of a high school football program. And we're claiming that, like, it's about the kids. We're talking about serious, serious, serious stuff here 
pay, the exchange of money coming from at sometimes illegal drugs, crime from the cops to the high school football coach. That's the kind of power. It's like almost Probst is dealing with a here. mafia. Almost, it feels you know, like what, that, I, you know right? what I mean. Like it you're like paying that. off cops. The cops are in on it. There's drug money. Yeah, like, this guy's a nut job, and he's so arrogant about it too. Like, and, and just like, and again, if you're the GHSA, you had better respond to this kind of thing. Yeah, get your act together and get down there and figure out what's going on. Yeah, Rush Probst needs to speak to somebody today. Yeah, this week. Rush Probst had better be in front of the media or he better be in front of a GHSA board or else what are you doing? Yeah. Just give the keys to the guy if you're not going to do anything about this. For real. Why on earth would a guy like Nelson, Nub Nelson, like how on earth could he make this up? The video does seem to be a little bit edited, clipped at parts because I'm assuming the conversation was longer than 15 minutes. Do it that way, you will. But this is a clear sign that, that something has got to give. If, if the story last week from episode 55 about the Winn-Dixie and all that stuff, if that didn't do it for you, if the two families in, in Hoover didn't do it for you, if the cheating at Colquitt County didn't do it for you, this had better do it. Yeah. I mean, drug money is uh, about as scandalous as it gets, man. Do you think there's any investigation or like any of the stuff about Kirby or Sabin has looked into? I don't know. I, I don't know. I can see that kind of like the NCAA would, not touching this because this guy is so slimy. You know what I mean? I would say this. The next time that Kirby Smart's in front of the media, I'm assuming he gets asked about it. Yeah. He needs to be asked about it. Yeah. You got you got to respond. I mean, he's going to just give like a. We got to respond to it, though. You know, like, he really needs vanilla to acknowledge statement. that this is out there, that yeah. his name is in somebody like Rush Probst's mouth. Yeah. You got to respond. I would think Nick Saban needs to be asked the question as well. Yeah. And he'll be offended that someone would even think to ask him that, <laughs> of all people. But tough. How crazy was that he answers to one guy? That's Paul Bear Bryant Jr. It, yeah, and then, like, what? okay, and then after that is the second richest man. What? I mean, directly correlating wealth with power is a dangerous game, and yeah. clearly Rush Probst is off the rails. Yeah. Nick Saban, I, I have no problem saying that Nick Saban is probably the, the first or second most powerful person in the state of Alabama. Sure. You sure. know what I mean? Like, and I'm not going to ever go to to a place where I'm saying, oh, the only reason Alabama or Georgia or Nick Saban or Kirby Smart are successful is paying players. I'm not going to that place. Yeah. Nick Saban's the greatest football coach of all time. Yeah. It's not because he plays players. He might pay players. Yeah. You know what I mean? That might aid it. Uh, but that kind of thing is— Well, it's uh, almost like steroids in baseball. Like It becomes like a chicken-in-the-egg type deal, like— where, where does the success come from? Like, obviously, he would be a good player. Alex Rodriguez, or excuse me, a good coach. Alex Rodriguez would have been a Hall of Famer if even before the steroids. But you never know. Like, with this kind of thing, you never know how far their success might have gone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think another thing that's troubling about it is like, if if Nick Chubb isn't on that roster for Georgia, do they make? A national championship? So no. And you know what I mean? Just like, use Nick Chubb as an example, but yeah, yeah that's what I'm that's what I was just about to say. I, I'm thinking out loud here. Like, if you're a Georgia fan, you look back at that season. Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, yeah, from as a freshman. So many runs in that national championship. Or not in the uh SEC championship game, like sixty yard runs, fifty yard right, runs. You know what saying, I mean? Like, it's not just that. There's a bunch of guys on the defense that came back that year, Dom Sanders. Yeah. Uh like I mean, there were a bunch of guys. Lenny Floyd came back. Yeah. Um uh, the linebackers is Roquan Smith. Yeah. So all these guys, and you're looking back, and you, and we were told, we were fed the story 
that they came back because they wanted to do it for the dogs. They wanted to win one for UGA. They wanted to do all this stuff. Turns out, and maybe we're, we were naive forever thinking that that was true. Yeah. Turns out maybe they came back because they had incentive. And Crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know Crazy if that's hear. wrong, but it, it does make you feel slimy and weird, and doesn't somebody it? Somebody needs to answer for that, too. Like, somebody needs to say something. Yeah. Absolutely. And I would hope then that's, you know, again, not to be media guy, but that's kind of what their role is. Yeah. Like someone needs to ask those kinds of questions. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, let's uh, try and transition from the nasty, uh, dirty stuff. Okay. Negative high school story. Yeah. To a positive high school story. There we go. I'm going to tell you about a perfect game, but first I'm going to tell you about a perfect real estate agent. Yeah, John perfect Carr, person in general. John Carr Real Estate, 912-228-0916, 912-228-0916. John Carr buying, selling realty in Savannah. He's still red hot. He's still on a hot streak. Yep. You need to get on board before it's too late. He's on fire out there, dude. This guy is going to go to the stars, and you're going to want to go with him and yep. probably get some real estate. I think he just closed. Way. He just closed. He posted he closed on a house yesterday, dude. This guy has been working he, on the Sabbath. One year straight, nothing but net, dude. Yeah. Nothing but net. Like his uh, his stock line is just straight up. Yeah. So just get, a vertical line. Get in contact with John, man. It's been awesome. So call him, 912-228-0916, or visit johncarrealty.com. He's now with Seaport Real Estate. You can find him on Facebook at John Carr Real Estate. Carter Holton, Spencer, is going to be a first-round draft pick. Whom we've talked about on this podcast before, right? Yeah, he yeah. is unquestionably. This is without a doubt the best high school baseball player I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Period. He's probably the best one from Savannah, like from Georgia. Or not from Georgia, maybe, but definitely the best one from Savannah. Yeah, I mean from Georgia is a stretch, but like yeah. this is a left-handed pitcher that hits like 700, yeah. 600 in a season. And he also has a sub one ERA for his career as a Incredible. senior now at BC. Uh through a perfect game. Spencer it was only six innings because BC won 10 nothing. So they shortened the game from seven innings to six innings. Yeah. Here's the thing. So six innings, 18 outs recorded, right? Mm -hmm. Carter Holton struck out 16 batters. Oh, my goodness. 16 of the 18 outs recorded. So here's, here's what I would ask. If Carter Holton would have told the entire BC defense to never come onto the field, okay, they, they still have their full batting lineup, Yeah, but it's only Holton and the catcher. That means only two balls, let's say both of the balls hit, were inside the park home runs. Yeah. There's no fielders. That means BC wins 10-2, right? Oh my God. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. like he got every other out by himself. Yeah. Crazy. Perfect game too. And in the last inning, a kid from, uh, let's, let's get uh, Camden County. I think Camden County was the team they played. Kid from Camden County is trying to bunt to break up the perfecto down 10, nothing. Crazy. Not what you want to be doing. He tried to bunt, tried to bunt on three separate pitches, then got struck out. <laughs> Not a good, See ya. Not a great look. Take an early lunch. Not a great look at all. Um, daylight savings time? Daylight savings time. I, I don't have any strong takes. This is the good daylight savings time, though. Like this is the one, this is the one you look forward to. The last one's the bad one. This is the good one. We get more sunlight now. Uh it's time. Dude, screw Ben Franklin, bro. What's get, the, it's time to get rid whoa. of this. Yeah. Possibly one of the greatest presidents of all time. He wasn't a president. Well, that's debatable. No, it's not. <laughs> history history is not certain on that. <laughs> did, were you, did you actually think he was a president? No. Okay, okay, okay. No. I, I didn't need to clear that up before we <laughs> moved on. He, he did have I a, knew that, but I, I didn't think the listener would know that. Like, was he the first one to patent the uh, bald up top, but hair along the sides of the head? Um, no, I think that was pretty prevalent. He was the, like, Most the, he, he, he was, he wasn't like, he was like the Steph Curry of it. So like Larry Bird. 
High praise. Yeah. Larry Bird had the hair. You know what I mean? Right. Steph Curry took that hair to new lengths. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, he he was the the monocle, not the monocle guy, the uh, the glasses guy, though, right? Didn't he? Bifocals. Bifocals. Like he came Another, up. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he invented he made... that, but electricity kite? There's a story there. Yeah, there is something going on there, dude. Maybe he invented the plane. I Was that him? Clearly, we didn't pay very much attention in school. No. You know what I mean? No, he didn't invent the plane. That was the Wright brothers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> brothers. Yeah. Wright brothers. Who was the phone guy? The racist phone guy? Tom Edison. No, th- no, 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 no. That was Alexander. Uh, oh, Ali Graham Bell? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, racist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. On the next episode. Just like, yeah, just like, just like most people back in the day. <laughs> That's so good. Daylight savings time sucks. Moving on. <laughs> All right, you want you ready to wrap up? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Happy birthday to us, man! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday! We were gonna have somebody should on we get to a sing. cake? <laughs> yeah, we should get a cake. You know we're not getting a cake, dude. Nah, we're, we're not getting, getting six cake. beers. Beer. That's it. Oh yeah, beers. And that's it. How do they find you on Twitter? They find me at Twitter at Spencer Maddox underscore. Don't you dare forget that underscore, dude! I'm sick of people forgetting that underscore. I swear, every week. It's getting worse and worse. <laughs> more find, and more people forgetting yeah, that before. Find, find us on Instagram at the Hot Grits. Trav, take us away. You guys are the real ones. We're one year in. We're going to keep going. That's the plan. Yeah. Find me on Twitter at Jadon Sports, at Podcast Grits for the show account, hotgritspod at gmail.com. If you want to comment on anything, click those five stars. Click follow on Spotify. Yeah. Facebook as well. Uh, until... Episode 57, which will be our March Madness preview. We'll have a bracket challenge that we'll announce with John Carr. Uh, March Madness is on the way, and we will be fully on board with college basketball come Selection Sunday. So we'll see you guys later in the week for episode 57. Until then, stay safe. Wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace.